Hello, this is Ryan Chapman of Fix Your Funnel, and today's interview, I have somebody with a great first name and a great story. It's Ryan Gunnis from MLM Recruiter Online. Did I say that right, Ryan? MLM Recruit On Demand. Recruit On Demand, okay. My short-term <laughs> memory is shot, apparently. <laughs> but um, we're excited to have Ryan on today. And while Ryan isn't currently like a big Fix Your Funnel user, we're working on that. What he does have is a very unique story in that um, just last April, he began this new company that he's he's going to be talking to us about today. And over the course of, it hasn't even been a year yet, has it, Ryan? Um, right there. You guys have added 7,000 people into uh, your company. And you have a pretty good-sized uh, membership base out of that. And you didn't spend really a dime in marketing on this. This is all viral, basically. Correct, yes. So he's got an interesting story he's going to share with us today. But before we get going too far, Ryan, why don't you tell us a little bit about your history um, and who you are and, and what you're doing today. Uh, cool. Um, I, uh, I'm originally from Trinidad in, in the Caribbean. <laughs> nice. So if, if you hear a little accent, that's why. And um, migrated to, to New York when I was around uh, 14, 15 and um it's quite a change <laughs> yeah big change and uh right fresh out of high school i had picked up the trade of cutting hair and um i i i was a barber in manhattan wow. and uh opened up a little barbershop after a few years and that was my first stab at being self-employed and being in business nice how'd that go it was great it was fun i uh I was cutting uh, about 125, 150 haircuts a week, and uh, met a lot of cool people. You know, from you know high end, you know celebrities to you know drug dealers on the street. <laughs> <laughs> so then, how how's the transition go from that to where you are today? Which is you serve the MLM, or for people who aren't familiar with this, network marketing is another term for it industry and you help people by providing them actually with leads and training on how to actually build those businesses right yep and you're you're a company agnostic meaning you're not associated just with one particular network marketing company you work with the individuals that are in those companies and just help them right correct so how'd you transition from barber to mlm trainer well uh actually one of my customers uh, when I was in the barbershop, invited me to a meeting. <laughs> he had your ear for a bit. <laughs> and uh, it was a Sunday afternoon in uh, New York, and I went to this little tiny office, and it was not really much to look at, but the guy that was giving the presentation started drawing all these uh, circles on the board and whatnot, and I literally couldn't sleep for days, man. I was just like, my mind was, was just looking at the numbers and the exponential growth, and... Um, that was my first time getting into network marketing, and uh, uh, you you would think uh, as a barber, you know, I was I knew a lot of people. I had uh, over a hundred people sit in my chair for ten fifteen minutes every single week. Um, you would think that I, I didn't have a shortage of people, so that I was you know I was going to be hugely successful, and that was not the case. I struggled and failed miserably, you know. But uh, that's how I got into network marketing, and it led led to to where we are today 
you know, um, yeah. With, <laughs> now I'll, I'll say this about um, network marketing MLM. It really is a, a divider in terms of people either like it or they hate it. I don't know many people that are just like, well, whatever about it. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, but I w- I'll just say for anybody that's listening that maybe is a hater, first stop drinking the haterade. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But uh, what I would say is there are some real principles of marketing that are in play in network marketing companies. So if, even if you're not into network marketing, which a majority of the people listening may not be, but even if you're not, what you want to be listening for as, we, as Ryan and I talk is, is you want to listen for the, that marketing principle that you're going to be able to transfer into your industry. Because what I found personally is some of the most powerful marketing concepts actually didn't come from marketing gurus or you know people that are talking about direct response marketing, stuff like that. It's actually from other industries where they're doing something and it's their staple, but it's not maybe familiar with your type of business or your industry. And you go and see what you can borrow from that and incorporate it into what you're doing. So I, I would just encourage people that maybe aren't into MLM to listen for that. People that are in MLM obviously are going to be very interested in Ryan's story. But but people that are not, listen for the elements that you can actually incorporate in. I just, with that brief aside, we'll pull it back in here, Ryan. So you you started just in April with this this current venture that you're working on, and you had no clients at the time. Did you have much of a database? Uh, no, well, not much of a database for this. We had a handful of uh, people that were with us through the beta, the beta phase. Okay, so just some friends and, and uh, associates that you maybe knew from your work in network marketing prior to. Correct. And uh, you said, hey, I, I'm working on something, come check it out. And so you start with a small nucleus of people. About how many people did you start with there? Uh, about 25. 25 people. Now, I would, I'd venture to say that anybody listening to this call, if they really thought about it, could probably write down the names of 25 people that they could either get to directly or indirectly to go into a beta of some service or product that you're going to launch. you think that's fair to say, Ryan? Very fair. Mm-hmm. And then today, so we're like three months short, shy, right, of being at a year, so you're at nine months. You have 7,000 people that have spent money with you. Correct. Now, not all of these people spend money with you every month, but 7,000 spent money with you, which, as we know in marketing, the prospect list is interesting, but the buyer's list is gold, right? Because this is someone who has distinguished themselves from a tire kicker or a person that's interested to someone who's ready to take some sort of action, even if it's minor action. Um, the chances are if they'll take some minor action, they may take some major action, right? Yep. So tell us a little bit about um, what you offer to the people that you serve and and how that works. Yeah, we offer a service where um, network marketers, uh, we we teach them and we give them access to, to leads of people that have joined a network marketing program in the past. And we teach them how to, you know, to fish in that, pond and invite people that are familiar with network marketing, invite them to take a look at what they're doing. Because there's a huge percentage of people that got involved with the network marketing business that are not no longer active with that business. Uh, maybe the company went out of business or something changed. And uh, they even people that may be in a business that not really, um, you know, hitting the goals that they are really up to. So those, right. are, those make great, great prospects for, the, for I'm going to interject right here too, and this I want to pull this back to any business okay. as well. 
Uh, one of the misconceptions that a lot of business owners have, and maybe not you if you're listening, maybe you already understand this, but a lot of people don't have this, and I know I didn't at first, which is that because somebody's spending money with you doesn't mean they're not spending money anywhere else. So Dan Kennedy, who I'm a big fan of for marketing stuff and direct response, one of the things he says is that customers are highly unfaithful. <laughs> so if they're spending money with you, chances are they're spending money with all your competitors or, or at least a few of them. And so to think that someone, because they're spending money with one of your competitors, won't spend it with you is is not true. In fact, there's a good likelihood you can win them over and get them to spend more money with you if they're not currently spending money with you. So going actually to people that are already spending money in a niche is a great way to find people that will spend that money with you instead of with whoever else they're spending or divert more of it towards you. So this is a great principle for anybody that's looking at how do I get uh, more customers? Don't think just because somebody spent money in the past that they're not going to spend money again in that category or if they're spending it with somebody else that you can't get them and that's going to be a difficult sell to get them over. Um, even people that are consider themselves highly faithful to even a trainer or a coach will frequently go try another trainer or coach. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's not there's very little fidelity when it comes to how people spend money because Generally speaking, they've got a problem or a dream that they're per, either pursuing or getting away from, and they'll do whatever it takes to get away from that problem or realize that dream. And so that's essentially what you are doing is you're, you're banking on that fact that the leads that you're providing are going to be people that are open to yet another opportunity. Yeah. And, and twofold was uh, in our funnel that we were teaching, we were teaching that, hey, you know, uh, if you're fishing in the network marketing pond, so to speak, uh, there's going to be a percentage of people that are happy and active with a with a program already, and we we show them we showed you as a member how to invite them to take a look at MLM recruiter on demand and monetize the people that would not be really looking at your business because they're involved in something else, and uh, be able to build that relationship with them so that you can maybe work with them in that's, the future. That's very sneaky, Ryan. <laughs> that's very sneaky so basically uh, if I'm going to translate this again into another language basically what you're doing is you're just taking primary motivations of your clientele and then using that to allow a way for them to sell a relationship basically because what they're doing is they're saying hey you know oh, it's okay if you're not interested in my opportunity you at least should check out this tool that I'm using because it's great, and then all of a sudden they form a relationship, and that's really what MLM really is about, is forming relationships, right? Totally. And so it gives them a way to build confidence and trust with a, a prospect who didn't say yes immediately, but would likely say yes in the future. And that's that's really cool because it benefits multiple people there, right? The people that they're selling to are going to benefit from your service, they're going to benefit by getting that increased relationship. And, of course, you benefit because you get more business. That's awesome. Yep. Win, 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 win. <laughs> and, you know, this is something that I would point out to any business owner as well. If you think about how you can create win, win, win situations, it, it really creates these opportunities to have this kind of viral-type growth like Ryan has created with his business. That's awesome. That's really cool. So now that's is that the tier one in terms of people that come and do business with you is is they they get these leads and then and some training on how to work with them. 
Yeah, that, you know, and everybody has to go through the, you know, th that particular order, tier one, tier two, tier three, to get to the done for your service. Mm -hmm. um, I would say, you know, uh, one of the game changers for, for me, you know, for, for your members, business people listening into this, is that, you know, our core product and, and the vision that I had was this done for you service on a monthly subscription. And, you know, when we beta tested it, we, we got the product you know, down to science where it was working well. Um, however, you know, when we tried it, when we tried to market it, uh, there was this lag time where it wasn't converting as well as we thought it would have. Okay, so the and you were selling straight to the subscription, at that straight point. to the subscription, mm -hmm. and as as fancy and fascinating and new it was to our industry because we we're offering a pretty much a service where you can just sit back and take incoming calls of people calling you, which is very, very sexy. Mm -hmm. uh, we thought it would just sell like hotcakes, but it wasn't. <laughs> you know, yeah. so, um, you know, so so the funnel that we created, so people listening, there, there may be opportunities to create a stair step before their ultimate, you know, uh, subscription product or their ultimate, you know, profit maker yeah. uh, product. And this is cool, too, because um, you're not just – because frequently when we think about stair-stepping and stuff like that, I think a lot of people think, well, that's, that works in information marketing, right? Right. Where you're going to sell me a, a book and then maybe some sort of course and then coaching. You know, That's a typical stair-step you see in the information marketing business. But I think a lot of business owners that aren't into information marketing, they think, well, that's nice. That doesn't really apply to me. And you could have done that, couldn't you? You could have just said, well, I guess we're just going to have to work harder, spend more money to get people interested in, in this. But you actually did a combination and didn't, if I understand right. Yeah, totally. So what did you do? I mean, how did you make that transition? Because here you are, you, you've got your subscription. You're trying to sell this subscription, this done-for-you service. And people aren't buying. I mean, obviously, you're not a quitter. So what, what inspired you to go into this stair-step approach? Well, um, I was looking at some, some, some other companies in the industry that had some, some big growth uh, over the last couple of years. And I was looking at some of the, you know, the little competition plans that they had and whatnot that, was, that created that kind of viral growth. And I said, well, hey, why don't I create something and uh, take take a little bit and piece of what has been, you know, kind of proven out there and, uh, and uh, apply it to my, to my world. And that's how we came up with the P1 and the P2, which is the stair-step product before the, uh, this, the, the P3 subscription product. Okay, so in this case, this is really cool too. You didn't even have to take it from another industry. You just looked in your own industry and said, what is working? How, where are people responding? And this is valuable too. I mean, yes, go look outside your industry because you'll get some innovative ideas, but also... There's no sense in reinventing the wheel when the industry you're in is already showing you how things are working really well. So go look at what's working really well and see what can I learn from that and take into consideration. That's exactly what you did, Ryan. I mean, kudos to you. That's brilliant to say, hey, what's working? And you said you mentioned something about the commission structure on this too. So you weren't just trying to sell this P1 and the P2 to make more money or to get people into the subscription. You're actually doing this as a to leverage what they they already expect in the industry, right? Correct. And 
some of the models that I was looking at, uh, there was enough evidence um, to see the growth that they had, but there was also enough evidence to see uh, some of the roadblocks they ran into and some of the tweaks they had to make, and it kind of gave me some insight where I actually had made the right tweaks to start with uh, so I didn't fall into some of the pitfalls that they ran into. Okay, so just to give people some frame of reference, what do people invest in? How much do they invest when they go into your P1 program? P1 is a, a one-time $15. $15. And of that $15, do you keep any of that $15? No, it's a, it's a 100% commission paid out. Okay. So so sometimes people will come to me and they're like, well, Ryan, how can I get free marketing? And I have to say that in very rare cases are there actually free marketing. This is a case of a perceived free marketing, but actually you're just taking the, any money you make on the front end and reinvesting it into the, the person. So that it looks like you're getting 15, but what you're really doing is you're saying, hey, that's my marketing budget. Uh, correct. But also what I did was... It, uh, I set up our site where it was an instant payment, mm -hmm. and so we never touched anything. So if a prospect was going to purchase from an affiliate link, uh, it would dynamically create the PayPal button for their referrer. And it goes straight it, to them, so you never even touch it. I never touched it. So on top of it, I minimized all the administration because we never had to pay any commissions out. And we never had to cut any 1099s because we never touched any money to begin with. That's great. And I think that's a, that's a neat lesson there, too, because you're just saying, hey, I'm, what I want is people to get the information and get into my circle of influence is essentially what you're saying. So anything I can do to facilitate that is awesome. So they Correct. feel like they have their own little business in referring people to your business which is going to help them as well. And you point that out in your training. Is that training is that pointed out in P1 that, hey, when you refer people, even if they don't say no to your opportunity currently, it gives you an opportunity to create a relationship? Oh, yeah, totally. That's part of the that's, – that's drilled in, and it's part of all the follow-up sequence and everything. I want to point that out too. Whenever we're doing marketing, sometimes we see it so clearly that we don't connect the dots for our prospects or our customers, and it's really critical in any marketing – environment that you connect the dots don't leave anything to fate and that's what ryan did here he didn't leave anything to their them figuring it out you made sure it was really clear and part of the process so kudos again to you i think you're up to three or four kudos now <laughs> thanks ryan <laughs> okay so now p2 tell us a bit a little bit about p2 uh in uh p2 so they come in at the 15 p2 is 125 a uh, hundred to the referring member, the sponsor, and twenty-five to us as a company, and uh, it's two separate payments to make that happen. So it's an instant pay again to the to the member for administration purposes. Yeah, still keep everything clean, and um, they someone has to be at the P two level in order to uh, be able to participate in the commission. Okay. So, so if 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 you referred me to the system and you made the 15 bucks and I, I'm in my back office and I'm clicking to learn about P2, anytime I click, you get a notification letting you know that I, I clicked to, to, to look at the upgrade. And it also reminds you if you're not upgraded to P2, 
then you would miss out on that commission and would pass up to the next active person. So you're mimicking exactly what they're running into in their industry. So that right. it's very familiar to them. For people that maybe aren't familiar with network marketing, this may sound like a little convoluted, but for the person that's in network marketing, this is very natural for them. Very natural, yes. To be understanding, if I'm not at this certain level, I'm not going to get that commission, so I need to make sure I'm at that level so I get the commission. So there's a little bit of incentive to jump up to that next level. And, Correct. And, and, and translating that, that into to other businesses, you know, I was using the fear of loss emotion there yes. as, as a component, and there may be opportunities where you can use the fear of loss uh, in your current business model where you can you know, make a special offer that's limited for a period of time where you could say, hey, here's a bonus that we sold for X amount of, of dollars, but you know, if you act now, you can get, get it. You can use that for different, different situ situations. Now, I'm going to make a revelation at this point. It may not be a revelation for some people that maybe are aware of all the little pieces and stuff, but a, a lot of the, the um, approach, the strategy that I take with upsells, because one-click upsells is another service that we offer at Fix Your Funnel, but a lot of the strategy in the training that I give to people on how to use upsells properly, a lot of the principles I learned actually came through going through network marketing upsell chains. I don't know if you've run into very many of these, but um, some of the some of the marketers that are in the network marketing space are some of the most brilliant marketers because they really understand the psychology of sales and the emotions that help people to make decisions. And really, that's what sales is all about, is helping people to make a decision. Because most people's decision-making process is to not make a decision at all. And you know this if you've ever gone out to eat with anybody. Where would you like to go? I don't know. Where do you want to go? <laughs> you know, <laughs> Unless somebody is really you know, focused in on a particular thing, like I have a friend who really loves sushi, so the answer would always be sushi. <laughs> but right. unless you're, you have somebody like that, most people are just like, I don't know, where do you want to go? And nobody wants to make a decision. And so this is what we find ourselves in when we're helping people to make decisions in business is really it's, it's about understanding the human emotions that are involved in the decision-making process. And it's not so much about tricking as, as it is about encouraging people to get clear on what it is they really want and then make that decision. It could be yes or it could be no. We really don't care. We just want them to make a good decision. Yeah, absolutely. The thought that comes to mind for, for, for me when you say that is, you know, um, it, it's really about leading people, you know, leading people to to make decisions that's in best in their best interest. And, it's like um, a discovery process, really. It's, yeah, it, it is. And it's really, as business owners, it's our uh, responsibility to, uh, to, to, you know, to not shy away from, you know, leading people down that path that, that's going to best, best help them and whatever problem of, that you know that you're solving your product or service solves it's your responsibility to to be bold with it and uh invest into you know training invest into technology and systems that can help automate and drive that process even further yeah no i couldn't agree more in the fact that i've heard that my those same words coming out of my mouth in the past so uh, that's perfect and, you know, one of the things that you're really doing here is you took the time not only to think about the, the strategy side of it and the mechanisms, but you really have thought about the consumer, you know, your, your client, your customer, your member. What is it that they're going to need to be successful? And because you put your focus on that, I would say that's the primary reason why you're – because I've seen people that put all the mechanisms in place and they don't get results. 
It's because they're purely on the mechanism and the strategy, and they don't think about the, the end user. You know, who's the person that has to benefit from all this? Because it's not about the mechanisms alone. It has to be the mechanisms with quality. And that's what I would say, uh, you know, not having been through all your courses, but having talked with you a little bit before we started this podcast interview and hearing the things that you've said, I can tell that you care about your members. You want them to have success. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and uh, that if, if if just with that tone alone will would naturally lead you into creating win-win relationships. You know, because uh, that that's the foundation of a win-win relationship. You know, just like a marriage or any you know long-term meaningful relationship. You know, both parties need to to win at the end of the day. Yeah, no, that's true. And, and, and again, whether you have a sour taste or a good taste in your mouth when you hear MLM. It really, when it's done right, it's about relationships, forming good relationships with people. It's not about harassing people or anything like that, which some people get that impression because it's been done wrong on them. You know what I mean? And uh, that's where it sounds like what you're doing is you're really facilitating the creation of good relationships that can turn into you know, people that they want to associate with long term. So... You have this P1 and P2. Are, are, are these part of, do they get a taste of your services that are in the subscription at that point, or is it just purely education? What are they getting with that? Well, in the P1, P2, it's, it's, it, it's, it's basically the same exact service in the done-for-you service where they're doing it manually. So the theme is constantly the same. So it's not like they even need to be educated about P3 because they – Everything that they learn in P1 and P2 is uh, matches P3 100%. P3 just is is a done for you service. So, so it, this is now I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna steer this in just slightly because uh, yesterday okay. and Tuesday or Monday and Tuesday I was in San Diego doing a uh, a consult, consultation with somebody who wants to build an information marketing empire, and because of our past experience and, and the things that we were able to do and, and we know. Um, I don't know if you know my story, Ryan, at all, but we took a $237 investment and turned it into $1.3 million in 12 months in, in sales. Um, and that was an information marketing business. And it went on further from there, but you know that was our kind of skyrocket to success um, story. And so now we have people that will ask us to consult with them on how do they build out that information marketing empire in a way that they maintain their lives. Because I've seen a lot of people do it and they lose their humanity in, in the process because mm -hmm. they become a slave to the business. Mm -hmm. And we did that 1.3 million and we never left our house. You know, um, we did it in a way where we weren't slaves to the business, but I mean, we, we dug in and it was a lot of work, but we weren't slaves. We had controls on it and stuff. But anyways, I was in this, this meeting. And so it reminded me when you're talking about these things that, what we discovered in the process of creating that the membership that we created it, through that business as well, and that by the way we quit selling into that membership four years ago, and we still have people that are part of our membership. So that, and if you, you're familiar at all with memberships and how they really go, that's very rare that you yes. have people stay in. And a lot of those people have been in since the very beginning. Wow! So they've been with us for over seven years, and. Um, while the need for the education may not be there the same way, the association is important to them still. So anyway, uh, one of the things that we discover that really helps people to stick is you need education and software, education and leverage. 
because there needs to be a way to implement whatever's being taught, which you've provided in your software. But without the education component, it's very difficult to get people to really stick with the software. So you have to have both of those components in order to have success. Um, and so I, I really like what you've done here because you've done that. And you, I don't think you necessarily did that intentionally. It sounds like you kind of intuitively got to that point. But as in terms of a success formula, that's something that we've noticed is when you combine the education with the software, that's when you have the best results in terms of people sticking with it, really seeing results and having success. So I think that's really cool. That I don't know if you knew that going into it. And you're like, well, yes, I need to have those two components in order to have success or if you just landed on that, that planet that way. But that is a formula that we've seen over and over again really work is to have the education and the, and the platform. And it sounds like uh, you deliver a taste of the platform without the commitment and then give them the education so they know how to use it. So they're seeing value in whatever investment they're making. Plus you're leveraging the opportunities that they have to earn money and create relationships and then they can end up in the software. I think that's fantastic. Yeah. Also, also another thing too, you know, at the P1, P2 level where, where there's no monthly fees, you know, we built out all the communication, all the drip messages and everything and the experience that they have in the membership site. We built it out and we call them members and we, we treat them as if they were a monthly paid member. Um, and, you know, in the upfront, what they were paying for, we were basically telling them you get lifetime access. You're a lifetime member. And we, we, we drill in this kind of sense of like, you are a member. So even in our communications, um, it's, it's much easier to recommend products to them, r recommend offers to them and all that yeah. stuff because they feel like they're part of the community. So they, that's they so people, important. You know, yeah, people, people listening right now. They need they to feel like they're part of something bigger. Right. There may be opportunities where uh, something that you already sell, you can just call that your lifetime membership product, okay, and just uh, clean up some of your content and your follow-up messages to, to use the word membership a lot. And uh, you'll, you, you'll find that people feel like they need to buy more from you. <laughs> yeah, it creates a different feel. I mean, and that is a, a side effect that comes from it, but they'll be more loyal to you. You know, that addresses the faithfulness issue as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, they value more what you have to say to them when they feel like they're part of something bigger. I mean, there's a lot of, a lot to that. Correct. And it's, it's creating the sense of the sense of community, you know, uh, in the in the human needs. People want to feel like they're part of something. They want a community. So there may be opportunities for businesses that's listening to this right now to, to see how can they create more community in their business. Well, absolutely. Because, you know, you're, if we were to look at, let's say, the core part where you're making money in your business, it is in the subscription to the software. So people that are listening to this may go, well, I don't do software, so this doesn't apply to me. Wrong. <laughs> it doesn't matter what the, the core part of your business is. There are components that, that can create this membership field. There are components that can create this community field. There are components that can add the education elements that help. Um, uh, there are components that can create this community field, this, this, this sense of belonging, even if you're not paying you know, a monthly fee as your, your customer to be part of it. So because, like you're saying, a lot of these people have only spent $15. That's like... A, a nice dinner 
at a cheap restaurant. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or a nice lunch at a, at a more expensive restaurant or whatever. You know, 15 bucks isn't much money. Yet no. they've spent that and now they have a sense of connection with you. And, you know, if you can identify and separate people who are willing to spend some money from those who are not and then focus really in on those people who have spent some money with you, you have a greater chance of actually uh, escalating those people into full customers. And so I think that's a brilliant model for any business. And in fact, you know, give me 10, 20 minutes with you and I would show you how to translate that concept into any business because I, I, I'm racking my brain right now for a business where you could not do that and I'm having a real hard time thinking yeah, of any business totally. where you couldn't create that kind of sense of totally. community. And the thing is, is which, and I want to point this out too because it's something you've done really well here is you've created the sense of community that refers so, yeah, maybe Jane is not going to be a monthly subscriber, but Jane may be a referrer. And if Jane's referring 20 people in, and, you know, she's getting a little kickback for that in the 15 or the, the $100 that she gets if they go to, to P2. But if she just creates one person that becomes a subscriber and is paying you now monthly, what have you had to pay to do that? Literally nothing. Yeah, t totally. In fact, we ran a report when the, you know, coming down to the end of the year, mm -hmm. and it showed in our database it was hi as high as 36 levels of referrals, where someone referred someone that referred someone that referred someone that referred someone, all the way down 36 levels. And, and I love referrals because <laughs> even if they don't spend the ultimate amount of money with you, the referral is the best type of lead to get. And I don't know if, if you are doing phone calls with with the people in the database, but I'm imagining that a phone call or two could even elevate some people. I think you're doing this all organically, right? Just kind of, it happens in the software. Yeah, it's pretty much all, all organic. And it, I, I would, you, you shared some information I'm not gonna share here in terms of where you guys are currently on your, on your actual paid subscribers. But I knowing what I know in terms of my experience, I would venture to guess that you could easily double the number out of your, even if you didn't have another referral come in, you could du double the number of paid subscribers if you introduce some phone calls into the, the database, just to find out where they are and answer any mm -hmm. concerns they have and then lead them in. But again, that's another place where we often leave money on the table, but it, creating this pool of referrals, I mean, having this group of 7,000 people who have been referred in, starting with 25, that's that's inspiring, I think, for any business because anybody could literally do this if they if they took the time to think about how to pull those pieces into place because it's really not a sophisticated model. You know, you, you have basically have two tiers of education where you're doing some revenue sharing, and mm -hmm. then your subscription. I mean, if we put this down on paper, it's basically it fits on a napkin. It fits on a napkin. I actually drew it out on a napkin. <laughs> so you know, and I think that should be reassuring to people. Now, now, I'm saying that to oversimplify quite a bit because obviously there's quite a bit of technology involved in how that is facilitated that you had to pay programmers to do and you had to make some substantial investments to to get that, that platform in place. But that concept is rel relatively simple, which tells me this is something that you can scale, which you've proven here with uh, what you've done in the last nine months. Yeah, totally. You know, and also um, for, you know, for you know, for people, for implementation, you know, whatever product or service someone 
is selling right now, if you're a business owner listening to this, um, th- it, you can figure out a way to take the education that can lead someone down to fulfilling the benefit of your product or service. You can take that and basically turn that into a giveaway product or um, a low entry cost to get basically the education to do what you're, what you're going to provide for them and let that lead into your, your paid service down the road. That's an easy way to implement it. That's you know, fantastic. You got my wheels spinning for sure, Ryan. Well, this has been a real pleasure. Um, I, I normally end with asking the interviewee if you have a success principle that kind of guides has guided you to your growth. What's that thing? This is usually a, a soft, um, intangible thing versus a, a tactic. But what what is would you say is that success principle that has spurred you on from high school kid in Manhattan to um, you know living the dream here in Florida today? I would say you know that I all I, I keep I maintain the attitude that I don't know it all. Um, it's always an opportunity to to learn, and uh, I'm always looking at the world through the eyes of like, what can I learn from this? Awesome, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean that's that's such a uh, just an awesome principle because if you put yourself in that humble position, the world can constantly teach you so much. You, I mean, every experience you have, whether you would classify it as failure or success, can teach you if you. You adopt that approach. That's a, that's fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing that. No problem, Ryan. It's been a pleasure having you on. Is there a domain for people that, especially people that are in network marketing, could go to, but maybe people that want to just learn more about what you're doing? Yeah, um, if they go to mlmrecruitondemand.com, Very they cool. can uh, learn about the site there. Awesome. Thanks so much for joining us, Ryan. Cool, Ryan. Thanks. Yeah.